You guys ever make like a positive go at some big change? Like you're going to work out or we're going to get organized. And we, we go hardcore for about a week. And then all of a sudden we just, we crap out. Why do we do that? Well, that's what we're talking about today, guys. Today we're talking about the... listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults with ADHD. I'm your host and ADHD Big Brother, Rush Jones. Nice to meet you. You guys, guess what? I bet you're not surprised to hear that I have ADHD. So let's talk about some stuff. Let's learn about some stuff. Let's laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. We totally have stuff to talk about today. We got some good stuff. We're we're unpacking that fart noise that I made earlier, which is really that was really funny to me and in my head. So I, I don't know if that translates as you know, eh, it's a little juvenile, Russ. That's okay, guys. I, that one was for me. Let's just give it to me. Let's just call it mine and let's give it to me. Um, before I get started, what I want to do is I want to shout out a couple of uh, fellows who uh, reached out to me on my contact page over there at ADHDBigBrother.com. Joseph and Nick, thank you guys. Uh, I loved your messages. I replied to you guys, but I mean, I don't know. Shout outs are fun. So let's here's your shout out. You just got shouted out. Put this in your shout out box. Um, that Those emails really uh, uh, made me smile. I also want to encourage you slash anyone to reach out to me via the contact page at ADHDBigBrother.com. And also, as I'm building my podcast, every share and every follow and like, it helps. So please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, share it all with your friends. That means the world to me and I thank you. All right, so enough of those veggies. Let's get to the meat. The reason making hardcore efforts at change, making big radical leaps, the reason that that stuff doesn't stick, for me at least, is that it's too much too soon. It's too big of a change in a lifestyle, and that's just not sustainable when we have our old ways yanking at us, you know, just yanking us back. We have ADHD, so making changes to our autopilot lifestyles, that's already a challenge. So the idea of becoming, you know, 100% different in one area, just right out of the gate, just completely the perfect ideal vision, that's that's a recipe for for failures on you guys, or, <laughs> or fail guinea, or uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's a recipe for failure. The way to make meaningful changes, ones that will last, and we're not talking about, you know, your your 20-day detox diarrhea situation here. We're talking about, hey, I want to live a healthier life, or I want to be stronger, or I want to be more organized. We have to creep up on this stuff. For starters, when we make changes, we have to eliminate that visualization that goals are uphill climbs. That automatically creates failure in me because climbing mountains is hard, requires gear. I don't have the legs for it. That visual doesn't work. The visual that works for me is that of a ball rolling down the hill. And I've mentioned this before, but it just, it bears repeating over and over and over again, that all it takes to get a ball moving is a little nudge. 
You push me off a mountaintop, guys, I will roll and bounce effortlessly to the bottom. That is our friend gravity doing its thing. We have to make this easy. We have executive function issues, dopamine shortages. We we need workarounds that work for us. Now, I want to give you a proper heads up. This, this podcast, it's not about the science of ADHD. I'm all, uh, I'm 100% for getting an education and there's plenty of podcasts and websites that'll science you up and that's awesome. But for me, the more that I read about like, you know, prefrontal cortexes and dopamine receptors and the more I think, I don't know, I can't see or touch any of that stuff. So I don't know how much dopamine I spit out when I'm playing a video game or or if I were to bungee jump, I don't know how much I need in order to do a task. What is it, a, like a milligram, a milliliter? I don't know. I don't know how to force it to spit out of the hypothalamus or whatever, wherever it comes from. I don't know how to stimulate the actual part of my brain that gets me started. I only know me, the whole 45-year-old dude in a skin suit, and I breathe automatically. I don't know why, it just happens. So things happen inside of us, and we don't get to choose all of it. And I know that certain things absolutely work for me, and certain things don't. What or why or where that's activated in my skull pudding area, it's irrelevant because what am I going to do with that information? Like, what, I write an essay, talk about it? Some things make us feel good. The things that make me feel good might not be the same things that make you feel good. Like, thanks to Joseph and Nick, I know that I get a huge rush of feeling good when a stranger sends me a positive message. That's perfect, and it helps me to know I'm on the right track with this. I know that when I meditate, I feel more content. I know that when I work out, I am miserable during, but afterwards, I feel really good about myself. I know that when I make someone laugh, I feel more connected than ever. All right, this is starting to feel like a rant, so let me just pare it back. Let's say we're trying to make big change in our lives. We're struggling with it because we keep crapping out. And I'm going to use an example from my own life that's recent to let you know how I do it, and hopefully that'll help you guys out. So for about the past year and a half, I started uh, working out. I am not a person that works out, but I slowly, over time, developed a system where I was working out four times a week and going on long walks a couple of times a week. And I went from being 200 pounds of just total belly, like honestly, I was like a pear with toothpick legs and arms. And I went from like 200 pounds to 170 pounds and really fit and uh, muscly, uh, at least for a skinny dude, you know. I had routines in place. It wasn't anything that happened overnight. This was a gradual, slow build. And once COVID happened and uh, I hurt my arm a little bit, so I stopped working out for about two months or so. I've just crapped out. So it was really, really hard for me to start up again because of the thought of it, the thought of like, oh my God, I'm going to go back to working out. It's going to, I can't go back to that level of intensity. So I kept putting it off. So my issue was, how do I get back to working out? And the way that I did that was these following few steps. Step number one, and you'll know this about me if you've listened to other episodes, I'm cool with myself. Okay. I let a few months go. I fell into a slump. I lost my motivation. You know what? It happens. 
I'm cool with myself. I've taken the beating myself up off the table. I just accept that, yeah, I bailed on my health, and now I would like my health back. Done. Step number two, why? How did I get here? If I've fallen off the wagon or if I've uh, crapped out, uh, answering the question of how and why is going to be helpful so that it doesn't happen again. In this case, uh, the injury was a great excuse not to work out. So I chose not to work out because if I can't work out the way that I want to work out, then I'm not going to work out at all. Okay. That's an easy way to crap out right there. So what I could do is say, if my arm is injured, I can still work out with my legs and I'll just be, Hey, I could be the guy with enormous legs and no upper body, which is kind of the opposite of what you see out there. Normally you see guys with these huge chests, these monster upper bodies, and then they have like chicken legs. So I don't know, maybe I could be the the reverse of that for a while and just be, just be huge leg dude. I don't know, but I don't have to not work out just because my arm, my left elbow hurt. So done and done with that. Step three, how do I give myself the nudge to get my ball rolling again? I can't just go back full steam into the gym, working out the, to the level of intensity that I was before. So that's just, it's too much. So what I did was I gave myself the bare minimum. What is the smallest manageable amount of effort that I can put towards this effort at getting back into getting in shape? And for me, that was, hey, just go to the gym. It's literally across the street from my apartment. And it's they because of COVID, they have an outdoor gym set up. I could literally just walk across the street and I'm just going to try all the equipment that I would do for a, a workout. No, I'm not going to deal with weights. I'm not going to deal with excessive weights. I'm just going to get my body doing the motions. It's going to be effortless. There's no straining. I probably won't even sweat. I'm just going to go there physically and do some things and then come home. Done and done. And this is what works for me. I know that having ADHD, our motivation is so hard to come by when it's something that is not fun. When it like especially something like working out, working out sucks. So I know that it's for my health. I know that I'm going to feel good afterwards, but the motivation to do it is just so hard to come by. So the way to beat that, the workaround is to make things incredibly easy, the smallest manageable amount of time. And I honestly, if it's something that I'm going to do around the house, like say if this isn't about working out for you, maybe say it's about being organized or being clean or... For me, that kind of stuff, I do timers because timers show me that there's an end to the torture. 10 minutes. I do 10 minutes towards something, and at the end of that, I can just be done with it. This could work for any kind of routine. It's not just about restarting something. It could work for a new routine or habit that you want to form. And I hate saying the word habit. The process is us becoming in alignment with our ideal self. That's the visualization that I use. And those of us with ADHD, we're so perfectionist. We see the ideal vision of ourselves. We all know what we want and who we want to become and who we know we are deep down. But the idea that we can go from who we are now 
to that ideal vision in just a flash. Like, I'm going to change everything right now. That's not realistic. So I hope that helps. If you're feeling like you're crapping out and you can't keep some kind of a routine going, remind yourself, be cool with yourself, ask yourself why you fell off the wagon, and then find whatever that incremental tiny little gesture is that you can make towards your ideal vision and go with it. And let me know how it goes. You guys, if you get anything out of this, go to ADHDbigbrother.com, click on the contact, send me a message. You know I get excited when I get a message. So please reach out, say hi, let me know how things are going. And if there's anything you want me to talk about, if there's any kind of a specific ADHD issue you want me to discuss, I'm always happy to discuss. I never get tired of talking out loud to myself right here into this microphone to you. Guys, have a great week. I can't wait to talk to you next week and we'll see you around later. Later.